Hello, and welcome to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I'm your host, Hugh Willard. Aging Well is a podcast for everyone in or approaching the retirement years. There's a lot to unpack here apart from the financial planning component, and we'll do just that. We'll explore new interests, priorities, and goals, and finding purpose for ourselves and in our relationships. Join me each episode as I share stories and chat with guests learning to live their best next act lives. Welcome back, everyone, to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. Aaron Eleuterio is a dedicated health and fitness professional with a commitment to improving the lives of individuals over the age of 50. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in kinesiology and is a certified functional aging specialist. Erin has established herself as an advocate for active and vibrant aging, a beautiful thing. Erin is the creator of the Second Act Fit Pros podcast, where she interviews health and fitness professionals dedicated to enhancing the well-being of individuals in their second act of life. The podcast sheds light on the numerous ways people are helping others thrive through movement and improved health. She is dedicated to encouraging others to discover the possibilities and opportunities that await in their second act of life. It is a great pleasure, Erin, to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Thank you, Hugh. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have fellow podcasters on and to just share the good work that folks are doing all in support of uh, folks in the second half of life. So excited to have you on today. In general, what brought you to the world of health and fitness training? Uh, so I grew up, I was a mover kid. I loved PE. I loved just being physically active and um, that rolled into being a teenager, I was introduced to weight training and I really loved that. I really loved the gym. So when I went into college, I decided I wanted to do something that was still physically active and involved movement. So I got my degree in kinesiology and took a focus on working with older adults and trained for that while I was in college. And I continue to do personal training and teaching group exercise. So pretty much the majority of my career has been revolved around physical activity, movement, and training, teaching exercise with people. It's where I've found the most joy and uh, in my work. And I've continued on with it. And it, it's just something that um, I, I really love. And I really love sharing it with other people. Absolutely wonderful. And and you you started to touch on this, but maybe you could expand a bit. So you were in college and you're going in this direction and then you started working with older adults. What or who inspired you to do this work and then also to go into doing the podcast focusing on fitness training for folks in the second half of life? Yeah. So when I went to go get my kinesiology degree, my guidance counselor and professor, who I had a tremendous amount of respect for, had guided me and told me, you know, if you really want any kind of longevity in, in fitness, I mean, no pun intended there, that you should start work, you should think about working with older adults. And it wasn't something that was on my radar, but it was something that she had taken focus of with her studies. And she steered me in that direction and had, uh, had recommended that I 
get trained in silver sneakers. And so I started getting training and doing courses that were specifically geared towards working with older adults. And so it was something that I kind of worked into my fold of personal training group exercise. I taught silver sneakers classes. Um, after college, I went on to become a exercise physiologist and doing cardiac rehab and working with people that were over 75 that had chronic conditions. And I really loved that work. I found it so valuable. And I felt like these are the people that really value from fitness and, and physical activity. And I had worked with all age ranges. Um, but when I just solely focused on that age group, um, it just lit a fire in me. And I really loved, loved working with that demographic. Um, so I, uh, I, I decided to, to really just take a focus on that and just work with older adults and put all of my focus and attention on that. Um, so I continue to teach classes at senior living facilities at senior center, which is what I do now. And, um, I want to share that joy of working with older adults with other people, because this is the population where it really matters. As you get older, the rubber really meets the road, right? If you don't stop moving your body, it, it really shows up in, in severe ways. I mean, that starts the decline. It's like putting um, your foot on the gas pedal towards the aging process. And there's so much that we can do to, um, to limit that and with, through physical activity. So I really wanted to share this with other people. And there is a number of people doing amazing work in this field. It's not just me. It's uh, a lot of my colleagues are showing up in this field in a variety of ways that to me is so inspiring. Um, yeah, there's personal training. Yes, you can teach group exercise and silver sneakers, but there's people that are teaching dance classes and holding master's CrossFit classes and having um, rock climbing clubs for baby boomers. And there's so many ways that we can promote physical activity and having people be socially connected. Um, and I really wanted to highlight that with my podcast is the ways that people are showing up in this field to promote well-being for older adults and the variety of ways that you can do that. Absolutely. And and so you're you're touching on a few of the episodes that you have had when you speak to the dance and to the rock climbing, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. So tell us more about your show and, and how just the, the structure, the format, so folks can have a sense when they when they go and check it out. Yeah. So the majority of my guests are people that are working in health and fitness in their second act. They're over 50 and they had some other professional life and then they decided to take a focus into health, wellness, and fitness and working with the older adult population. So one of my goals with the podcast was to inspire people over 50 to think about working in health and fitness as a second act career. It's incredibly meaningful. It's fun. There's a lot of flexibility in it. Uh, so I wanted to highlight it as a career option for people. Um, so that was one purpose of the podcast. And a lot of the people that I feature are solopreneurs. They're doing this on their own. They got their education and now they're just bringing this um, program or programs that they created out into the world. Um, and the other way is just, again, to show um, the variety of ways that people are, are showing up in this field. So I do have, um, I have a a rock climbing coach, somebody that owns a CrossFit gym for older adults. So I talked to them about how they got started, what they love so much about what they're doing, which always just, I, I love hearing um, 
how meaningful this work is to them and the impact they're making on people's lives. Uh, so it's really uh, to highlight their career, how they got there, and you know why this work is so meaningful for them. It's certainly, as I've listened to a number of your shows, you have some really inspiring guests. Can you share more directly, can you share the stories of a few? Yes. One of my most memorable guests was Joan Virginia Allen. She is 85. And she heads an online magazine called Dynamic Aging for Life. It was something that she created with her and her husband. Um, And she is just proof that you're not too old. It's not too late to take on another career. She started her life coaching business at the age of 80. And now here she is at 85 and she's leading this online magazine. And the purpose of the magazine is to really challenge the beliefs that we have about getting older and to open up our minds and ideas of what's possible later in life. And it's telling other people's stories about what they're doing at this season of life. So it's really inspiring. And I love the idea. It's one of those ideas that I wish I had thought of, but she was really inspiring. And one of the things that she had said was, that her and her husband had read this book and it made them believe that with the way technology go is going and the way people are living longer lives and having longer health spans that it's possible to live to 120 and so they approach life with that outlook that assumption that they're going to live till 120 and if you think about that like that really changes how you approach life. If you think you're going to live to 120, then yeah, you will take on a career at 80 because you still have 40 years left. (laughs) That's, that's an amazing description and experience. And I have never considered that. And and as you're describing that, Aaron, it makes me think about, you know, we can talk about ageism. We can talk about the way that we are conditioned and sort of inundated with ideas about aging. And of course we want to fight back on a lot of that, but this seems like uh, on a whole nother scale to consider, you know, if I'm going to have a, a real length of life, then I really need to make some choices and considerations about how I'm going to spend my time, the things that I'm going to do that are going to have value and meaning for me because I've got a ways to go. Yes. I love that. Yeah. 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 I really love that. And I really love that people are not just challenging this idea of, you know, what it means to grow older, but this idea of retirement and, and challenging that. And I had a guest, Martin Pisani, and he said, you know, and this isn't my second act. This is just one of many acts. <laughs> and I thought that was a great approach. He's like, I have no intention of, of stopping. Like, this is just a continuous thing. And, and I love that. And so that's why I feel like when people have that mindset of this is just a continuous thing of reinventing yourself and finding what else you want to do to contribute um, to your, to your world, then, you know, that's is where we can think about jobs, like improving the well-being of others so that they can continue to do the same. Um, so a lot of my, I'm inspired by all of my guests. It, it is just been an amazing experience to, uh, to interview these people. So I'm hearing you describe what I'm going to assume are going to be some learnings and some insights for you with your guests. I'm wondering if you may uh, share any others that have uh, been a part of your experience, just the, you know, insights from just these conversations from these amazing people. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, Tim Minnick is the world's oldest active personal trainer at 80. And um, <laughs> he's working at a Gold's Gym. And again, he challenges that concept of what you can be doing later in life and continuing to work and start a career at 80. Um, a lot of my uh, guests have taken on this second act career and a lot of them say they get more out of it than, than what the people that they're serving get. And that's the way I feel too. Um, so the enrichment that it gives to your own life is, is invaluable. Like it's really hard to put a price tag on that when you see how you're impacting other people's lives. Um, so that's been other insights that I've heard from my guests that I, I, um, I match those feelings. As you describe that, I, I'm thinking, and I, and I know you know this, and I know this is a part of a trainer's experience and, and work ethic. Um, we know that while you have a focus, and, and correct me on this, but while you have a focus on the physicality um, experience because of the, the just the essential character of it for longevity and, and a healthy life, but we also know that there is interconnection that is about mind body spirit and uh, to affect one area is to affect the other areas and I'm, I'm hearing that in some of your description of things with with your guests that there is you know I, I won't call it a, a parallel experience because again it's an interconnected experience so to to focus on one area it is going to improve emotional well-being psychological capacity relational experiences, right? More environmental, all of this is enhanced and benefited or, or enhanced. And there's the benefit of that. And so then you have this momentum begetting momentum, right? In the positive mm -hmm. direction. And then they make choices that are about uh, enhancing, you know, the quality of their connections and just their, their outlook on life. And all of that is going to affect the health markers that give us a better quality and a, a longer life. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I feel like when you were training people and you challenge them and you kind of work them at the edge of their abilities in a smart, thoughtful way, they start rethinking what's possible for them. They've been challenged because you believe that they can do this thing. And now they start challenging their own beliefs about themselves and that, that over, you know, that spills out to other parts of their lives. And so that's why I feel like physical training can start changing their mental beliefs and vice versa. You can start talking to people and, you know, really believe in what you think that they're capable of. And it gets them to start changing their physical abilities and start doing things that are challenging them because somebody believes that they can do these things. So um, sometimes it starts with your belief in other people. When you are not doing your podcast and your fitness work, how do you like to spend your time? So a lot of my time is spent doing physical activity. I love hiking. I love being outside, um, weight training, you know, hanging out with my dog, paddle boarding. I live in Colorado, so we're all about the, the outdoor lifestyles. Outdoors, so this yes. is, um, so that is where I spend a lot of my time. And I actually bring a lot of my people outside whenever I can, because the outdoors is just, it's where it's at. If we can learn to move around our environment in new and different ways and be confident in moving around our environment, uh, what a fun way to train, what a fun way to, um, to challenge ourselves. So being outdoors is probably number one. Uh, you've been doing this work for a long time, both with the work itself. And then again, more broadly, um, what's, what do you see in the time ahead for you? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I really have loved, you know, I teach group exercise. I, I, and, and I love teaching to groups because I love this community aspect. And I talk about that a lot in my, in my podcast is how do we make people feel seen and connected? Because I think that that's part of, um, people continuing on their exercise or fitness journey. And I really want to continue that feeling amongst people that are working in this field. So my goal is to, I've kind of feel like I've already gathered these professionals together on my podcast is to take those people and move it outside of the podcast and create a community. And I want them to feel like there are people that are interested in their growth and nurturing them as professionals in this field. So building a community of of fitness professionals serving this older adult population. And the other thing that I'm piloting is looking at, um, you know, I've piloted working with a group of people that are over 50 and they want to have a second act career in health and fitness and, um, and making them feel connected to each other and starting a community that way. So I'm piloting a community of aspiring health and fitness professionals. I call it the wayfinder group and, and helping them brainstorm, think about ideas. How do you want to show up in this field? And people are in all places of their journey. They're thinking about what they want to do next. Some people have gone through a certification program. Some people are going through a certification program. So a community is a big part of it for me is, is how I want to continue this idea and feel like I'm supporting people in this field because it can feel lonely when you're a solopreneur. And if there's anything we've learned the past few years, it's the connection to people is super important. So, um, that's, that's kind of on my, my future endeavors. Yeah. And as you describe that, I'm, I'm thinking about, and, and I don't want this to sound too much like a stereotype, but for, you know, the older we are, we lived in a world pre internet, um, mm-hmm. you know, pre 21st century, you know, manner of, you know, the, just the, the digital, digital world and communications mm-hmm. that go with that. And, and I think about when you're describing solopreneurs, you know, there, there's the work itself, which is, which is beautiful and engaging and connecting, but then there's also the business side of things, which you certainly understand, uh, uh, how to engage folks both, you know, uh, as, as they are undertaking their own work and how they're going to, you know, uh, avail themselves to technology and uh, just how they reach their audiences. And so the folks who may or may not be inclined, uh, at least not to the extent that the younger generations are more naturally inclined. Um, there's, that's, there's real work there. It's, it's, it's perseverance in a number of ways, at least maybe I'm projecting a little bit because that's my experience. <laughs> so no, it, 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 yeah, there really is. I mean, we were just talking like we're both podcasters and it can feel like, you know, you don't always know a whole lot of podcasters, but you kind of know the inner workings of like what goes in the sauce. And I, I think it's important to have that support of people that are doing similar work for the business side of things. And and just the challenges that we we deal with in this line of work. I mean, it's rewarding, yes, and there's there's certainly challenges. And I don't think a lot of people are discussing that. And a lot of times you don't get that opportunity until you go to conferences and meet with your your colleagues. And I think that with technology, we can leverage that and have things like Zoom and things like this to keep people connected. So we're having those conversations and everybody is um, supported in making the impact that they want to make. 
Well, and to be fair, uh, again, as I said, I didn't want to move into sort of stereotyping or, or typecasting in any way. You know, uh, baby boomers and the Gen Xers that are coming up, and, and of course, and then we're getting into the more the generations that are just immersed in the technology mm -hmm. coming all the way mm -hmm. along. But for the older generations, you know, not to shell, sell anybody short, you know, we're coming along, we're catching up, and, you know, we're certainly making good use of the available technology as we get more, you know, just kind of conditioned to it, I guess I would say. So, uh, yes. you know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. that that's a, that, that is the thing that I want to, you know, that I really think that people need to challenge is like, I, I, I mean, aside from physical abilities, is, is when people say, oh, well, you know, if that person's older, they don't know technology. I'm like, no, that is an ageist belief. Yeah. Um, and I know plenty of people that have, have shown me how to work around technology that are older than me. And so that needs to, I, I hope that that, I think that's starting yes. to go away. Yeah. It, we, because it is such an important resource and we know that this is the world yeah. we live in. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I get the sense and we, you know, we don't know what uh, the future holds, but I get the sense that you're going to be doing this for, for some time. You're certainly speaking to some, some, um, some inspirations, uh, some, some models out there and who are doing it uh, well, uh, you know, into their eighties. I get the sense that you may be doing this as well. I hope so. Um, I, the people I talk to continue to inspire me and, yeah. and I, I just learned so much from the people that I have on my podcast that it, it keeps like fueling my fire. And I, I can't imagine not doing this and showing up in this field in some way, shape or form. So yeah, I, I intend to be doing this for some time. Well, we are the better for it. And I, I certainly, uh, I share your enthusiasm. It's, it's a very rewarding experience you know my i'm on a different side of it with respect more to the to the emotional psychological uh, you know, experiences and relational experiences but but again as we were saying a little earlier it's all interconnected so but uh, i share your enthusiasm and and the the sense of uh, just purpose and meaning with this and so yeah yeah i expect i'll be doing this for, for quite some time as well so it's it's nice to have kindred spirits and other folks engaged in this good work well Aaron Eleterio, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We are going to have uh, more information than show notes for how folks can learn about the good work that you are doing and, and maybe even some of these uh, inspiring guests that you have as well. So we'll have that information in the show notes. You know, it's, it, we may say that it goes without saying, but uh, we got to move. And, you know, at all ages, it's all for the better. And so I hope folks that are listening to this podcast are nodding their heads and and maybe in a sense of affirmation that they understand because they're doing it but folks who maybe have uh, sort of sidled into some ideas about slowing down as they get older i hope they are going to reconsider it and i absolutely encourage them to check out your podcast you have amazing guests on your show let that be something to help folks further just consider the value that they can have both from being active for themselves, and potentially, as you have highlighted with your guests, consider a career for themselves and something along this line. What a great thing to do for oneself and for others. Yes. So thank you so much, and we wish you all the best in the time ahead. Thank you so much, Hugh. You have been listening to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. 
I am author, psychotherapist, and life coach Hugh Willard. To learn more about this podcast, listen to other episodes, and discover resources related to our guests and topics, please go to our website, findingbeautyinthegray.com. If you have comments or questions, or would be interested in sharing your story with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at findingbeautyinthegray.com. Aging Well is produced by Willow Way Creations with sound engineering by Garrison Locke. Theme music is written and performed by yours truly with Greg McGee and Garrison Locke. Thanks everyone for joining us. We hope you will be with us again next week.